I really want to immunize so freaking bad. Protect you from those germs you've never had. Don't want you to catch the mumps, meningitis too. Pertussis, hepatitis, or the flu. So that I can vaccinate Yo, lots of parents scared by the mist there Peeing in they underwear Shots ain't needed, suck a scoff Now they kids get whooping off This bozo Wakefield said shots make you autistic But the fool was paid by lawyers just to check the statistics And now the public's understanding's unrealistic These lies on the internet make me go ballistic Hey there, it's your girl KV, and I would like to welcome you back to the Hood Health Report. So thanks for joining me for episode two. Um, as you can see from the intro song and the title, we're going to talk about vaccines. Um, vaccines is pretty controversial these days. A lot of different opinions, a lot of inf- misinformation, just a whole lot of bullshit. But before we get into that, let's get into some current events. All right, so first up on our current events, Chicago on that bullshit again. So Fox News reported that, well, Fox 2 now reported that black hospital patient accused of trying to steal IV stand. Video of arrest goes viral. An African-American man arrested outside of Northern Illinois Hospital where he was a patient says he thinks his race was a reason of white security guard accused him of trying to steal the IV stand he was attached to. He posted on Facebook and reiterated to the media that an overzealous racist security officer accused him of trying to make off with the IV stand to sell on eBay when he stopped him and two other men outside of Freeport Health network he was also wearing a hospital gown at the time so he was charged with a misdemeanor disorderly conduct and yeah so they're reviewing the body camera they've called in some people over to another jurisdiction to kind of have an unbiased opinion on it to kind of get to the bottom of it but I mean it's obvious, like, bullshit. Just small bullshit. Like, why would somebody... They, he's attached to the shit. How he gonna sell some shit he is still attached to? He is still in a hospital gown. Obviously, he is a patient trying to get some goddamn air. Can he live? Can he try to live? Shit. He about to sell the shit on eBay, but he's still attached to it? Like, get out of here. Get, get the fuck. Next up, we got... Climate change could lead to flesh-eating bacteria being found in new areas, experts claim. So, Fox reports that Vibrio vulnificus, a so-called flesh-eating bacteria, is being found in new areas and it could all be due to climate change. It was found in recent years in the Delaware Bay and could be because the water temperature are getting warmer, a new study found according to CNN. Normally, it is found in the southeast U.S. 
Five people have been treated for Vibrio at a New Jersey hospital, and they all picked up the bacteria from areas where it is not normally found. The bacteria live in brackish water where salt and fresh water mix. Out of the five patients that came to the hospital reporting that they were ill, one died. So the warm water temperatures have changed the quantity, distribution, and seasonal windows of bacteria along the coast and have given Vibrio more favorable conditions to grow. Since there have been a few cases of Vibrio in the New Jersey area, Cape May County has listed signs and symptoms for the disease to make people aware. So the man that died, he had cleaned and eaten crabs caught in the Delaware Bay and had died of multiple surgeries and his heart began to beat erratically. Since it's, you know, summer months, I'm making sure that we get these water safety, these water tips in here. Let, 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 let you know what's really going on in these streets and in these waters because we don't need y'all not washing y'all legs and then going in this bacteria high ass stormy waters and fucking getting shit just getting shit okay also as i mentioned the sources of the articles keep in mind whatever bias or the angle that that particular source may come from so you can go to our Twitter page at Hood Health Pod, and I will tweet out this this graph of pretty much the media bias chart. So at the top, it's got pretty much the people that report the news, which would be Bloomberg, NPR. Um, we've got CBS, ABC and um, bordering the next part where it's kind of it's a fair analysis it might not be spot-on news it might have a slight bias in there is where washington post and the examiner and ms msnbc and then cnn is on that border of fair and unfair and proper interpretations so cnn is on that border of fair unfair interpretations of the news as well as the huffington post and new republic and down in the nonsense damaging to public discourse we have fox news of course it contains inaccurate fabricated info and like i said i will tweet this out from the twitter page at hood health pod for you to see for yourself and kind of keep that in mind as you read articles and as I report things here. So the next two news articles are from CBS and they are on the flesh-eating bacteria necrotizing fasciitis. So I'm making sure that we got all of this um, water safety knowledge and just knowledge of what we're getting ourselves into while it's still these summer months before, you know, you get out to Florida and, and catch some shit, you know. So, so the first article is 12-year-old contracts flesh-eating bacteria while vacationing in Florida. So while in Destin, her family had arrived like a few days after it was really, really stormy and, you know, rainy. And although authorities warned them and others that it was still dangerous to go in, they went in because it was still allowed that they could go in knee deep. And she ended up getting a cut on her foot and had pain in her right calf the following day. 
They initially assumed that it was just a Charlie horse, but after it got so bad that she couldn't walk, that her mom had to pick her up, they went on to the emergency room. And it was spreading and running pretty rapidly through her body, the infection. And so they actually got it in time, but she did have to have surgeries and still has more surgeries and treatments and physical therapy so that she can walk again. And this is just all from scraping her toe in some nasty water, basically some nasty beach water. So following that, Florida woman's death from flesh-eating bacteria shines light on necrotizing fasciitis. So in the Gulf of Mexico beach, an old lady suffered a small cut on her foot, and in the days following her fall in the water, her conditions worsened. So she was rushed to the emergency room by the ambulance and was diagnosed with necrotizing fasciitis, a rare but deadly bacterial infection that kills the body's soft tissue. She died only two weeks after her fall. It is believed to be the second case of necrotizing fasciitis at a Florida beach in just the past month. And then they referenced a 12-year-old girl from the previous story. And so it goes on to say, if the bacteria gets into the bloodstream and causes sepsis and multi-system organ damage, then of course the death rate is much higher. Up to a third of people who have this serious infection can die from it. According to the CDC, upwards of 1,200 cases occur in the U.S. each year. Some types of this bacteria can be found in warm, brackish water, similar to many spots along the Gulf. A recent study suggests rising ocean temperatures could help the bacteria thrive in waters previously unaffected. Next up in the news, we got Russian trolls fueled anti-vaccination debate in U.S. by spreading misinformation on Twitter study finds. Russian Twitter trolls have attempted to fuel the anti-vaccination debate in the U.S., posting about the issue far more than the average Twitter user last year, a study out of George Washington University has found. The, quote, sophisticated bots share opinions from both sides of anti-vaxxer debate, which took the U.S. by storm and prompted tech companies to crack down on the spread of misinformation surrounding vaccinations. Such trolls ramp up controversial issues in the U.S. by inflating different viewpoints. The U.S. is um, in the midst of the worst measles outbreak in the country in 25 years. Health officials say misinformation and anti-vax messages have led more people to avoid vaccination, allowing the disease to spread. He stressed that the vaccine has been scientifically proven over many years to be safe and effective in preventing measles. However, some parents still refuse to vaccinate their kids. One of the main reasons anti-vaxxers refuse vaccinations is that they incorrectly believe they cause autism. So as a result of, you know, all of these anti-vaxxers and this measles outbreak and the tech companies like Amazon have begun removing books that promote supposed cures for autism. And Facebook also said it would crack down on the spread of vaccine misinformation by deprioritizing medical myths across the platform, taking action against verifiable vaccine hoax. Misinformation will now appear less frequently in news feeds, both public and private pages and groups. Search predictions and recommendations. So according to Axis, 
Misinformation about vaccines is not the only threat, as Russia is focusing on spreading misinformation around healthcare issues around the 2020 election. Russians also fuel debates about unfirefied information about 5G wireless technology, saying that it was linked to cancer, autism, Alzheimer's, and other health issues. In February 2018, Special Counsel Robert Mueller charged 13 Russian nationals and three Russian entities with crimes related to a campaign to sow disinformation and division in the U.S. in the run-up to 2016 election. A so-called troll factory in St. Petersburg set up to influence U.S. voters was to blame, according to the indictment. So that does it for our current events, so now back to our hot topic. We should all just vaccinate her immunity. Patients ask me what I do for my relatives Knowing lots of medicine, I show them vaccination Save more lives than almost anything Don't let my daughter get up in the car without a car seat Why should I let her get pertussis, measles, or the most cheap? These ain't the kind of shots that kill Tupac They put the brakes on polio so little kids could walk Prevented deafness, retardation, change the world You're damn right, I'm gonna give them to my little girl so I figured I would start with vaccines because it is just a very important issue. It's a very hot button item. There's a lot of misinformation as the current event shows you. Russian trolls are pretty much controlling the narrative right now. You know, first there was some evil greedy white guy. Now the Russian trolls are taking over for him, you know. So I figured I would start my episodes with those A++ papers that I had and one was around the vaccine mandates and just the history and what we need to go do going forward about it. So the next, um, you know, citing and opinions will be of my very own and um, yeah. <clears throat> Years ago, false research was published about a correlation between vaccines and autism that has since been scientifically debunked. However, many residents have taken this information as facts and have been identifying and creating ways to circumvent the mandatory schedule of vaccines for their children. So, the history of vaccines cause autism. As you can hear in the song, there was this doctor named Dr. Andrew Wakefield back in 1998. He handpicked 12 children who had developed autism after receiving the MMR vaccine. Parents claimed that they observed a significant loss of acquired skills, including language. It was later found out that the parents were involved in lawsuits to sue the vaccine company and that some of these lawyers funded Dr. Andrew Wakefield's research. What research, you ask? Well, you should be asking, rather. Wakefield had plans of creating his own vaccine, thus taking down the major vaccine industry through his research was a direct conflict of interest. Parents desperate to find a cause for their children's autism easily adopted this idea as facts and it started a whirlwind of misinformation in the public health world. Famous actress Jenny McCarthy was one of those parents. And as of recently, Jessica Biel dumbass as well. <laughs> so that happened back in 1998. So as of 2010, 
that paper that published him initially, The Lancet had retracted the article and further research has now published, has now been published that completely debunks Dr. Wayfield's claim. <coughs> and that research was like a 20 year longitudinal um, following up for about 20 years from the kids when they got the vaccines to when they were young adults in Denmark to see how many of them developed autism after receiving the vaccine. The study concluded that the MMR vaccine does not increase the risk of autism, nor does it trigger autism in the child population that may be susceptible. So, you know, facts or no, people still don't give a fuck. So there are all of these vaccine exemptions that exist for medical reasons, religious reasons, and just uh, any type of shit, whatever reasons that doctors are selling to parents. Parents are seeking out these doctors to pay them a little extra to write up a medical excuse for their child to not get their vaccines that are required for school and daycare. So uh, as far as California goes, they have the most cases of these uh, new exemptions. The number of children with medical exemptions had tripled over the past two years. And they're also, you know, one of the epicenters of the measles outbreak. So, doctors are basically selling exemption notes. They just, and these aren't even pediatricians or doctors that actually see the kids sometimes. They're just random psychiatrists or, you know, foot doctors who just have access to a damn prescription pad or, you know, a doctor's, you know, just to say I'm a doctor and I can do this, just exempting these kids because they don't believe in vaccines and the parents are paying them extra. Complete bullshit, right? So back to this measles outbreak that we currently have. It is the highest number we have witnessed since the disease was declared eliminated in 1994. And as of July 11th, that number was 1,123. And the unvaccinated individuals are usually traveling abroad and infecting those they come in contact with as well. So, um, as previously mentioned, California is an epicenter for the measles outbreak. So one of them was at University California had a big one and also California State University. They had to quarantine over 700 people. One of the measles outbreaks was caused by an Israeli flight attendant who had became hospitalized and also fell into a coma. The flight attendant also developed encephalitis, which is inflammation of the brain, which is a potentially fatal complication of measles. So another place that is an epicenter right now is New York due to the ultra-Orthodox Jewish population that traveled to the Ukraine on a religious pilgrimage. So the crazy thing about that is the religion, Judaism does not speak against vaccinating your children and rabbis actually encourage children to be vaccinated. So it just, it don't make no sense. You know, it just really doesn't make any sense. So... New York has attempted to ban infected individuals from public spaces such as schools, churches, restaurants, but 
they've pretty much failed at every attempt you know the government just want these people to infect people and kill people and kill babies and stuff you know people that are immunocompromised that are like under one years old AIDS patients cancer patients they are all very susceptible to just catching anything so as healthy folks we have a responsibility to stay vaccinated as is required by law to enter schools and daycares and such so one thing that they have done in New York is they successfully shut down a preschool program that continuously failed to abide by the vaccination requirements of the children in the school system so in the paper, I concluded that doctors, parents, and school officials alike should all be held responsible for the risks that they are forcing on the general public. Doctors should be penalized for writing untrue vaccine exemptions for pay. Policy should read that only pediatricians and specialties who may work closely with the child are able to provide exemptions, and there must be a stricter guideline on what these medical exemptions can consist of. It can't be like... Oh, he's got eczema. He can't get that vaccine. Bitch, bye. Also, schools should have a mandatory reporting and investigation to follow. Like I mentioned, and because of the immunocompromised people, we have to rely on herd immunity. And herd immunity is when, you know, the majority of the population gets the vaccination. So those one-year-olds and those people with AIDS and those people with cancer, they are less likely con to contract it because it's not in the atmosphere. So that's how measles is spreading now opposed to, you know, five, ten years ago, you know, when, when we were getting the vaccinations more regularly. And it's of note to, to mention a lot of the cases are spread because we have people traveling internationally, so they don't have um, the government and the funding to be able to get the vaccinations. So if they come over into this population where they too relied on herd immunity, they're getting sick, and that's how the you know flight attendance is, is a big one. A lot of international flight attendants are coming over to New York, coming over to California, and, and causing outbreaks everywhere at this point but i'd also like to mention that you know although flight attendants or older people might have had vaccinations we also need to keep up with booster shots so you might not gotten your booster shot so while the younger kids don't have their vaccinations and they're catching the measles they're interacting with older folks who need their booster and they might get a weakened strain or also catch the measles as well so I say all that just to say largely but not wholly vaccinate your fucking kids like it's not that hard to take your child in there and MMR has been proven effective for years like I can trust the MMR I can trust polio I can trust tetanus meningitis things like that those vaccines when they're needed go ahead and get them I wouldn't get all of those at you know, five years old, get my child all of those because mm, he might not need a meningitis until he's like playing sports and really in locker rooms, shit like that, going off to college, stuff like that. So don't necessarily be in a rush to get these vaccines, but the necessary ones get. And 
one interesting thing that also led me to want to do this podcast was a Facebook post where somebody was like, y'all, what what happened to um, chicken pops? Did they lock that shit back up in a lab or something? Like, so, so, so whatever happened to chicken pops? The varicella vaccine prevents chicken pox. So if you have children and you basically after you know the late 90s early 2000s they kind of packaged it all into one as the mmrv where us as children like i'm i'm 30 we have the mmr the measles mumps rubella now they have the measles mumps rubella varicella so those children already have the immunization to not get chicken pox that's what the fuck happened to chicken pox they didn't lock that shit in the lab they unlocked some shit from the lab to fucking keep us from getting it keep keep the kids from getting it which is so interesting because parents are now like being charged and being shunned for um i guess administering chicken pox to their kids they call them pox parties now when i first saw the article i was like oh that's weird whatever that's crazy but when i read it i'm like damn that's how I caught the chicken pox, honestly. One of my cousins had it, and they took us all over there. Like, might as well give them all the same time so that we don't all have to be off work separately and be missing out on this. We can just take days when we can take them off between the four of us and rotate them around. And another reason that they did that was because my cousin got chicken pox when she was, like, 12 and got really sick off that shit so they were like look let's give it to them before they get nine ten. so we ain't gotta be taking nobody to the hospital off no goddamn chicken pox that's that's how they solved you know the extreme cases of the chicken pox but now that's extremely frowned upon because there is a, a shot for that and chicken pox can be very deadly for some so although a lot of people caught chicken pox and nothing happened you know some people they do die some kids do die from the chicken pox, so that is something to keep in mind. Now, on the flip side of my general stance of vaccinations and, you know, vaccinating your kids and shit, one thing that I'm not really with, well, I guess, you know, the main thing that I'm not with is all this new vaccinations and shit like that. I like the stuff to, you know, be be amongst us for 10 15 years before i really try it out which brings me to gardasil um vaccines do be wilding and i ain't really with the vaccine for hpv um quiet as it's kept i don't think it was tested in a lot of black women i know some women in college who developed who did develop autoimmune disease it wasn't necessarily autism but they did develop autoimmune disease which which developing autoimmune disease it is a risk if you are allergic to vaccinations but not wholly if you know receiving vaccinations so there are some that you know a lot of black women out there quietly getting that and there is some research out there if you go to pubmed.gov type in some things you might find some things and so <clears throat> another vaccine that i'm not necessarily a hundred percent with is the flu vaccine um the flu vaccine is actually developed from 
the flu is caught on the other side of the world and they just kind of make a cyclical program every six months and like so you know since it's on the other side of the world it's not necessarily you know all that likely that that's the same flus that we're going to catch over here and then even if we are protected from those general common flus if a big flu comes along if a new flu comes along we gonna get sick we still gonna get sick because we don't have immunity to that new strain which brings me to a personal story um my summer one of the things that shaped my experience and taught me firsthand how the fuck this shit really goes on is uh, I spent a summer at Duke University doing a pre-med program and I spent some time in the hospitals, did rotations through some of the, the different departments, some that I, as long as I could. And so needless to say, I had to have a flu shot to go to the hospital because I was gonna be in contact with a lot of people and things. So, Shortly after, like, the two-month program, I actually got the H1N1 flu, which was, what was that, 2009, that same year, the same summer Michael Jackson died. I remember that being, like, the thing when I dropped down in North Carolina was like, damn, Michael Jackson for real, for real died this time. But anywho, I got the flu, and I didn't really know, I just thought, like, okay, flu shot, you're going to get a little sick, so a couple of sniffles, a couple coughs, get some orange juice in emergency, be fine, and I was like, no, nah, I kept getting sick and sick and sick, so of course I went back to the hospital to be tested, and they were like, oh, this is the new, this this the new shit, this is the H1N1, you've got swine flu, <laughs> so I'm like, excuse me, I gotta be a fucking number on the CDC's count, I have fucking swine flu, um, I was kind of devastated and then that kind of put me in the mindset of like wow I don't think I could do infectious disease epidemiology because I want to be getting exposed to every fucking thing that people get so you know I kind of shimmed on over to chronic disease but anywho got H1N1 I was quarantined I my roommate had to be moved out I was you know of course out of classes and shit I was just in my room if I needed food, I could kind of text them, and they would wrap a plate up, leave it outside my door, and run away. And that was it. So that's that's my personal story on why. The flu vaccine, I'm not really 100% behind. Now, if you are around small children or immunocompromised people, sure, go for it. Little nasty-ass kids, go ahead, get your kids a flu shot if you're not one to keep up you know holistic remedies or whatever it is that you want i'm not sure if flu shots are required i think they are though actually if the flu shots are required for school but i'm not necessarily a hundred percent behind those because you know you still get the big shit now i will say when my nieces and nephews were born and when my grandfather was ill i definitely got the flu shot because i was around those people but other than that i'm cool it's not really protecting me from nothing i take my apple cider vinegar stay healthy drink my green tea exercise mind my business drink my water and stay moisturized and i be kind of cool i don't really catch the flu or no shit like that so you know it's just a little tidbit so I would like to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hood Health Report. Please follow the show page on Twitter 
Hood Health Pod on Instagram, Hood Health Report. And if you have any comments or different opinions or you feel like I might have been wrong on something and you want to fact check me, just email me at hoodhealthreport at gmail.com. I'm very open to different opinions. I'm not going to say that my word is fact. I'm just going to say I look for the closest things to the fact. I do the extra research, you know, and the digging to see what really is going on. So, you know, follow the pages, give me any of your opinions. And I also want to know how did you contract chicken pox? If anybody out there can remember how you got chicken pox, if it was your cousin got sick or some kids at school, and let us know at the show pages as well. Thanks and goodbye. So freaking bad. Dr. Harry. Protect you from those germs you've never.